In today's episode, we're speaking to Christy Whitman. Christy is a New York Times bestselling author of The Art of Having It All. She's helped millions of readers worldwide shift their mindset from cart to can, and she is releasing her new book, The Desire Factor. Let's speak to Christy today to find out what is a split energy around the desire of having money. Let's find out. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Gul Khan, your money mindset expert. And today, guess what? We have the amazing, the gorgeous, the wonderful Chrissy Whitman. Christy Whitman with us. Sorry, I got the name wrong. I'm so excited. I even pronounced the name wrong. I'm sorry, Christy. Welcome, welcome. Thank you so much, sweetie. I'm so happy to be back with you. Oh, we had so much fun and you guys have heard her on um, her amazing story. And actually she gave us lots of nuggets of, of literally nuggets of gold during her Friday feature. And so obviously we had to have her back for many talkies. So Christy, what are we talking about today? Well, you know, it's the subject that we have this desire factor, right? My mm-hmm. new book is called The Desire Factor. And it's really about helping people understand how to attain the desires that we have and where do those desires come from? But one of the subjects that people don't talk about mm. is our desire for money. Yeah. And it's such a split energy. People have such a split energy on it. And I always say, let, let's really screw people up. Okay. You, you have this medium. <laughs> I mean, that, I, it's almost like someone went, let's really mess with them because we have this medium of exchange, right? Yeah. Long before you and I were born. Long before that. I know. Long I, know, I, know I look at you at the moment. <laughs> Long before you were born. Long, long, long before. Someone said the medium of exchange is this thing called money, right? And so if I want to eat, if I want a roof over my head, if I want to go have transportation, whether it's public or my own, whether I want to get gas for my car, whether I want to, you know, feed my children or send them to a good school, whatever it is, if I want to put clothes on my body, if I want to wear shoes on my feet, there's this thing called money that if I need a pair of shoes, I have to give someone money. And I also have to do something of value so that I can get this money so that I could then go buy the shoes. Mm. Right. Yeah. Right. There's no shame in that. It's just an exchange. I do something of value. I get this money and then I go, Oh, what do I want to do with this stuff? I need a pair of shoes or I need to eat today or I need whatever it is. Right. And then I give it back. And so it's this exchange, right? But mm-hmm. then you on the, on the other side, you got the Bible that says it's the love of money that's the root of all evil. Wait, um, yeah. I need this thing called money, but I can't love it or appreciate it because no. it's the root of all evil. Yeah. Split energy. I love it's it. I love it. I love it. And I, I, I love how you put it. It is exactly that. So basically what we're talking about it today is the split energy for the desire of money. So we're going to talk about today how having a desire for money is healthy 
it's the greed which is unhealthy which is the root of all evil and yes. people need to understand that first and I think this is what your book is all about which is amazing I'm so excited I'm going to get my copy when it comes out so yay um so we will have the link for the for the book at the end in, in the show notes remember guys so we do have that but we'll more about that later so how do we recognize that we have this bit energy um, about money Christy because I know when I speak to my clients most of them, uh, you know, I think you, the people who come to me are probably a bit more aware because of, you know, in my high end products, because they've, they've, they've done a bit more work on them. They realize they have money blocks and they have, they realize they have split energy. But let's talk about the average Joe blocks who is walking and living the nine to five lives or even having, you know, they're self-employed and having the shops and whatever else. And they don't even recognize that they have these negative feelings towards money. They're just like, I'll give you an example. One of my cousins, and I love her to bits. Uh, I'm sure she's listening to the podcast because she does listen to my podcast, but anyway, I love her to bits. But she always says, you know, money is not everything for me. I don't want too much money. You know, I just want to be comfortable, which is a typical, typical example of uh, somebody who's hardworking, who does value money, but keeps talking about money as, you know, I don't really need too much. I don't want much. I just want to be happy. I just want to be comfortable. How would you make someone like that recognize that they have a split energy around money? Well, it's what they're saying. So the fact that they're like, I don't need more. Well, the divine in us is all about, it's kind of like the Buddhists say, right? Oh, mm. it's just it be, be appreciative for what you have and mm. don't want for more because desires are the root of all suffering. Yeah. No, it's the feeling that you can't have the desire that's the root of all suffering. Oh, that's good. That's really good. Repeat that for us. I think that is worth, is worth repeating. Yeah. So it's not desires. The, the Buddhists say that it's the desires that's the root of suffering, mm. right? It's not. It's the fact that we have a desire and we feel we can't attain it. That's the root of suffering. That's the if root of frustration. Desire, yeah. mm. If you desire to have a bigger house or to have more space in your house or to have a nice car that you could actually start every single time you drive it or one that you feel comfortable and love, yeah. right? Or clothes that you enjoy wearing or a trip that you want to take or business you want to start. All the things that need that, again, that money exchange thing. Yeah. If you have the desires for these things and you feel you can't have it, that's suffering. Exactly. Exactly. And that causes sadness and that causes, I think, well, um, it's, a, it's a tricky question. Do you think, you know, somebody who then tries to attain that desire by illegal means or by pushing people, you know, down and um, or through fraud or, you know, because, you know, this, you know, trying to attain it quickly, they you know they get, there's plenty of those get, get rich, quick. reach, yeah, yeah, schemes out there. Do you think this is the cause of uh, the root cause of that, um, that, you know, that, that kind of behavior, because you're so frustrated that you can't attain your desires through normal legitimate means, which just seem to be slow. Then you go for the yes. shortcuts. Well, that's just it. The very first principle in the desire factor is the principle of alignment and alignment mm. means you're in alignment with abundance. You are in alignment with the fulfillment of it. You're in alignment with the potential and the possibility. If someone is in a place where they feel like they don't have the means, they mm. can't ever get it, that nothing ever works out for them, mm. that they don't know how to blah, blah, blah. They're in suffering because they believe that they cannot mm. have it. They're in lack. And let's just look at it as a spectrum, right? On, if you look at it as a spectrum, on one side of the spectrum, you have lack and limitation. That's where all of the emotions of fear, doubt, worry, frustration, disappointment, competition, like all that stuff comes from lack. 
Mm. On the other side of the spectrum is where alignment is and that's abundance. That's where excitement and joy and, you know, fun and joyful anticipation and, you know, prosperity and all of that comes Mm. from, right? Well, there's a tipping point between lack and abundance and that's satisfaction. That's coming from a place of feeling good, feeling grateful, feeling positive, looking for positive aspects in the now. And a lot of people stop there because they go, I'm fine with everything I have. I don't need any more. It's the needing more that leads to suffering. No, the actual participation in the universe with the divine that is all about creation, we Mm. are creators, Mm. is being satisfied in the now, not being in lack being in sufficiency in the now, but being excited for what's coming. Looking Absolutely. forward to desires manifesting, knowing Absolutely. that you you are part of the co-creative mm-hmm. process of course. and being able to create what you want, but being satisfied with where you are now because there's always a gap between always. what you want yeah. and what you desire. And if you close that gap by being satisfied in the now, but you're not satisfied in the now by going, I'm satisfied, don't want, need anything else. I'm all good. Kind of like mm-hmm. your cousin, mm-hmm. right? I've got yeah. what I need. I don't need any more. That trip that I would love to go on, I don't need to go on. It's probably overrated. They make excuses or they make, you know, kind of like, well, you know, it probably would fail anyways. Or, you know, I'd love to find the love of my life, but, you know, all the single men are probably, you know, taken already. Hmm. Right. It's like, eh, love love is hurtful anyways. I probably get my heart broken. So why even go? Why bother? (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's like, it's instead of the joyful expectation, it's the expectation that something's going to fail or go wrong, or it's going to end up in heartache. Perfect. And I I love how you put that because it is, it's when you think, see, I think you've put it perfectly. You need to be satisfied with what you have at the moment. That's where gratitude comes from. So that's when you are satisfied, you are grateful for everything you have. And you show that gratitude by, you know, by to divine strategy, by being, by speaking it, by feeling it. Yet there is desire for more. You want to push yourself for more. And you want to grow to the next level. This is the reason why we have this human experience. If we all just get satisfied with what we have, then why would we have desires to create more and more and more? And nature's not, you know, if you look at nature, nature is not scarce. Any piece of land, which leave it, let it be, don't touch it for, for a few years. Nature comes over and things grow out, weeds and God knows what comes out because nature wants to grow. It doesn't leave, it doesn't leave anything empty. It goes and lives, you know, even in the desert, it tries to grow and tries to, you know, bring life forward. Yet to we, here we are, we have all this potential, this dormant potential within ourselves. But no, I'm okay with this car. I don't want to go and get a Bentley. I don't want to get the Rolls Royce. I'm okay with my this, you know, this, 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 this I'm not going to name any particular cars. I don't want to offend anybody, but I, I'm okay with this particular car and I'm, I'm happy. I'm satisfied. And I hear this again and again and again. So how would we, how do we begin? So once we recognize that we have the limited beliefs, and I think that's pretty easy. You can just hear yourself speak. My cousin can even, my cousin can hear herself speak. Um, and, you know, once they do, once you can hear yourself speaking and you're, you're realizing, okay, I may have some issues, then how do you cultivate that desire? How do we break free from the guilt of having the desire? Well, the guilt is one thing, right? That's the whole reason that I wrote this desire factor Mm. is because I had this desire factor that literally came to fruition. Mm. And what happened next is the shame. Oh, that's Mm. so materialistic. Yes, that comes through. Especially if you're spiritual, especially if you're a generous giving person. I should not want more. Shame on me. 
Right, because that's what we've been programmed to. Because when you really think about it, spiritual people, they're monks, they're priests, yeah. they're in service, they don't they're nuns, they don't they don't have take money, right? Yeah. They don't they don't even do a medium of exchange. No. But they also don't live out in the real world. They don't have mortgages, they don't have car payments, they don't have kids. Yeah. Right? They don't have to even wear normal clothes. They get their clothes <laughs> provided for them. Right? This is very true, yeah. They live they outside don't. the normality, don't they? They live outside the normal um, normal rules of society, so to speak, right? Right, right. I mean, they don't have investment accounts. <laughs> no, not at all. Right? Yeah. So, so if you want to live like a monk, go think like a monk. Agreed. Right? Agreed. Because there's nothing wrong with it. There's absolutely, so let's, let's get this clear. There's nothing wrong with no. wanting to live like a monk too. You and I are no. speaking to the, the, to the people who don't want to live like a monk and exactly. are living in the common, in the society, in this modern, you know, this, this uh, true age, you know, society, which, you know, which does require money. I mean, I, I, so I say this all the time that, you know, sometimes just to just to push some people along, I have this thing. I say, what's more important, money or oxygen? And obviously, of course, everyone say oxygen. I'm like, oh, actually, there's a tipping edge. It's actually money. Why? Because when you die, you don't need oxygen anymore, but you still need money to get buried. I mean, I'm talking with tiny cheek here. <laughs> I'm just laughing, right? But you get the point. You know, we, ha- ha- we need money. And even when you die, you have to have a certain amount of money to be able to have the funeral, to be able to have that burial for yourself or, or, or cremation or whatever it is. But people still you know, devalue and um, actually demify money. Yeah, they do. And here's the thing. Understand that all relationships start inside of us because everything is energy. And Mm -hmm. in whatever our outer relationship is with money, if we're struggling with money, if we're up and down and up and down and up and down and, or we just don't find ourselves in that insufficiency place, or we find even we're sufficient, like, I always just make it each month. I never Mm. have any extra. It's like, I just have just, just enough. Or I always have more than I need. I have more Mm. than I even know what to do with. So you know what? I get to donate it. Mm. I get to give it. I get to send my kids on this really cool camp. I get Mm. to send my parents on an amazing cruise. I have all sufficiency, right? Wherever we are along that continuum, lack Mm. just enough or, you know, more than enough abundance, Mm what we feel inside as we think about, as we feel about, as we speak about, as we hold a perspective about money, that's what manifests in our outer reality. Beautiful. It is. Absolutely. Absolutely. Here's the thing. We are in relationships with other people, right? It could be clients. It could be our parents, our kids, our partners. They all have their own opinions. They have their own, their own vibration that they bring their Mm -hmm. own, you know, whatever. Money doesn't have that. Hmm. Money doesn't go, ooh, I like her. I'm going to go to her Hmm. or I don't like her. Money is just green energy and it goes where it's loved and welcome. Oh, but wait, it's love of money. I can't, I'll go to hell if I love money. Okay, so let's think about this. It actually was greed. That's the root of all evil. But exactly. Then- yeah. It's actually, yeah, it's, it's misinformation. Yeah. It's not a love of all evil. It's the, it's the greed of, of yeah. money. Yeah. It's making money your God. Yes. Yes. That yes. is what the sin is, right? Mm. That's right. where it's like, uh oh, because mm. the divine is your source of yeah. everything, including the money. The money is not the thing that will make you happy. Mm. When you think 
about it. If you're like, oh, I'll be happy when I have the money. Well, you'll get money. And if you don't choose to be happy, you'll be like, oh, maybe it wasn't this amount of money. Maybe it's this amount of money. So you go and get this amount of money. You're like, "Mm, still not happy. I work with celebrities and athletes. It's like that. They make millions and they're like, yeah, still not satisfied. Mm. Still not satisfied because they're looking at money to be the source of their feelings, their, of their happiness. Help. Yeah. Money, yeah. money. I mean, we, you know, both teach about money and money uh, being a money coach, you know, there is no way the money is going to give you happiness unless you're happy from within before money is only a magnifier. So if yeah. you are an amazing, happy person before money will make you more amazing, happy person, that's all that will happen. But yeah. people go to money somehow finding that it's going to fill the void within themselves. And that is the biggest mistake. And that's the root of all evil. Yeah, exactly. And that, that is, yeah. it, I, you know, I saw a, sh- a t-shirt one time when I was coming back from a trip with my family and it said, um, what is it? M- M- money can't buy you happiness, but it'll get your butt on the boat. Yeah. I love it. Right? I love it. Yeah. So, so, and when you really think about it, mm-hmm. right, why do we want money? I mean, we, I don't want to sit with bags of money. I don't want to have like sit with bags of coins all around me and stacks of money all around me. So is it really money that we want or is it the things that money provides? So Mm. to ask yourself, right? If it's not really money that you want, it's the freedom, it's the security, it's the experience, it's the luxury, it's the opulence. It's the, what, what is the money that you're assigning to these things and you're saying it's got to be the money. Well, if everything is energy and it is, hmm. money is just a means to go get it. Yeah. Yep, but yep, you yep. must first feel the freedom to attract the money to then experience the things that give you the freedom. Exactly. I think that is so beautifully put. I always say, you know, I, you know, I value money and I value time, but I value time more. Money can you can get more of, but time you can never get back. And we have a limited quantity of money. It's about if you live to 80, that's still, you know. 80 or 90 that's still relatively very very short i'm 40 at the moment so i've got another 40 years left you know assuming it's 80 and i'm not by the way morbid i'm going by the average that's 40 80 is, is a good age right it's a good average age apparently um so i've lived half my life already yeah so if the time is what you're after you want to use that time rather in the office you want to be spending that good quantity of time having holidays or wonderful experiences with your family with your loved ones with your with your partner and this is what money can help you get. It can get you back. It can buy back your time, so to speak, that you're not in the office, but enjoying with them. Would you say? Money is fun coupons. <laughs> I never heard that before. Say again. Why is it, how is it fun coupons? Money is fun coupons. Because it's like you could, you know, I'm going to go play putt-putt golf. I'm going to go on a cruise ship. I'm. These are fun coupons. I love it. I love it. I've never heard that. First. I'm going to use that from now. I love it. Yes, it is. Because you can use money to go and have fun with your loved ones and yeah. actually get to experience this physical 3D world, which we're here. Yes. Yes. But you can give someone a lot of money. And if they don't choose to have fun, they could go to the putt-putt. They could go on the cruise. And if they choose to be miserable, right, was it the money that brought the fun? No. It allowed you, again, money can't buy you happiness, but it'll get your butt on the boat. Once you're on the boat, you have to decide, am I going to be a big old grump and look for all the things that are wrong and bad? Or am I going to enjoy myself and love this life experience? Beautiful. Now, okay. So now let's think about this. Now that we know that we have this split energy and this somebody's listening to this and thinks, because most of the audience that we have are either 
people in the corporate sector who migrated and transitioned into the into entrepreneurial world or are in the transition are thinking about it. And so they think, okay, so this is the reason why I'm still stuck in procrastination. I can't move forward because I, I know somewhere in my, in my energy that if I leave this job, yes, I may lose the security, but that also means if I go and open up the business idea that I have, I might make 10 times more, which means something that I don't want. I think that is, which is a cause of procrastination more than people being lazy. People are not lazy. People are just trying to be safe where they are because money somehow makes them feel unsafe. So how does someone break free from that? And does it, do, do you address that in your book? I, I do it, because it's just an understanding that, again, alignment is the very first principle. If mm-hmm. you are looking at money as a source of your security and you're looking at the paycheck, the job, right, as the thing that brings the money, you're looking at the wrong source because the divine is your is, source. Exactly. And if you, that was one of the things for me when I left corporate America 15 years ago, right? That was the thing that I had to feel and understand is that, wait, I'm making a lot of money as a sales training manager for a biotech company. And yes, I get a paycheck every two weeks, but this is the avenue through Mm -hmm. which my abundance comes. It's not the source of my abundance. Yeah. myself, my divine yeah. is a source of my abundance. So yes. if I could create it there, I could create it in my own business. Yes. Right. Absolutely. And so when I went out in my own business, right. And I didn't have the exact amount of money that I was making in corporate America. I kept repeating to myself and feeling, even though the evidence right in the beginning didn't show that mm. ooh, I was making as much. I kept saying that if I could create it there, I could create it here. And the divine is my, my source and my supply. I am co-creating with my divine. I am abundant. And within a year's time, which is really very unheard of when you think about someone starting their own business, I was in profits making more money than I was in my corporate job. Yeah. And I had more, I had time freedom. I ran my own schedule. I was my own boss. I could work as much as I wanted to, or I could cut back. I was as creative as I wanted to be. I called the shots. I mean, geez, that all. And I I remember going and coaching a client. I was in St. Thomas and I was literally on my laptop. I had my cell phone looking at the beach, coaching a client. I I didn't have to be in Mm. the corporate office eight to five. Yeah. Right. It's like, that is freedom for me. That felt real. That's abundance for me. Yeah. Yep. To have that level of money and all the other stuff that goes with it. Yep. But I had to literally feel that is not my source. The divine yep. is my source. I mean, I, I, this is exactly in line with what I talk about quite a lot, that your source is always divine source energy. Always, always. The channels change. So at the moment, your job, your current shop or your business could be a channel and that yes. channel can change and it sometimes has to change. I mean, we're, we're going, we're going, we're still in the middle of this pandemic. It doesn't seem like it's ever going to end at the moment. Um, and many people have come to the realization of that, that the, the current businesses or the current jobs are no longer in place. There's so yeah. many pieces of which, which have closed, yet there are so many others that have come up. There's so many more things that have opened up and people have actually opened up side, side hustles. You know, we've got, we've got so many 
um, you know, people who are now making food at home and just catering to people just because they know that there's a market there available to go. And because restaurants are, you know, people don't want to have restaurant food, they want to have home cooked food. So that's, I mean, so many of those have opened up and that's shocking, really good, great things. But people have opened up their minds to other possibilities, how else they can provide for yes. themselves. So they've naturally, you know, gall- geared towards other channels for yes. their supply. So the, the chain, the supply, your supply channel can change and will change throughout our lives. The yeah. source is always device and energy. But I think you hit the nail on the head. You have to understand and internalize that first before yeah. you can change your your you know your your supply, your your channel of supply. And then once you internalize it, it doesn't matter what life throws at you, you say, okay, halas, this doesn't work. Next, next, yeah. next. And this is what I think is true freedom. When you no longer are trapped and controlled by your current reality, wouldn't you say? That's power. Yeah. That's, that's, I mean, that's you as a deliberate creator in your full power to know that I've got, it's like the skill set I have can't be taken away from me. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. It's like that connection cannot be taken away from me. I can't outspend it. I can't, you know, it's mine. It's like this divine connection is mine and it has nothing to do with everybody else has options to connect with their own. Mm. This is mine. Yeah. Right. It's like the council says it's a treasure. It's like having a treasure chest above your head. Nobody Mm. can take from it. It can't run out. It's constantly filled up. Mm. And that treasure chest is energy because everything is energy first. And then the forms are created from it. Yeah, then it's transmuted into different forms. And this is what this is something that you need to accept first before you see the physical manifestation. And unfortunately, we live in a world where it's, you know, physical evidence first, belief second. Yes. And faith actually asks you to do it around, have faith first, and then you'll see physical, you know, physical evidence of it. And I think yeah. this is the, 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 the kind of confusion that we have. And most people are trying to, are trying to create from current reality and this is the, the source of the all struggles. And then the people complain, the law of attraction doesn't work. It's not work. It's, this is all false. This is all rubbish. This doesn't work. Yeah. Working all the time, every single time. And if we take responsibility on what's my internal relationship with this thing that I think is not working in my life, mm. and I shift the internal relationship, how do you do that with the words you say, the thoughts you think, mm. perspectives you hold, the emotions you feel about it, and the actions that you take? That's it. That's all shift that. Now you're in alignment. Work with the mental focus that we have all been given, our free right, you know, our our free will and choice Mm -hmm. to focus on what we want instead of what we don't, to joyfully expect that things are actually going to work out for me more than I can even imagine because the divine loves me and has got my back and wants more for me than I want for myself, Mm -hmm. right? To have the feeling of having it because that's when you're a vibrational match to it right? To, to love the experience it, you know, like not, not just again, the bags of money, but the experience of being on a cruise ship, the experience of having, you know, walk on the beach with your lover, the experience of having the baby. It doesn't have to be, you know, a purse or shoes or the desire factors. If you want a baby, love the fact that you've got this baby in your arms, or you, you have the freedom that you have, or you're creating and building your own business, or you're, you're building a new house or a place to live that maybe you're leaving the cold and you're going into warm climate whatever the desire factor is, Mm. you love it. And then you release it, you surrender 
over to the divine, the who, the what, the how, the when, all of that stuff that the mind wants to get involved in. Understand that there's a dance between the co-creation and it's like, what's mine as the physical counterpart to this divine connection? And what is the divine? Well, the divine does the who, the where, the how, and all that kind of stuff. I have to surrender to it, detach from it. It's the law of detachment, being able to give that over. So I am not having any resistance, right? So if I feel the resistance about money saying, okay, divine, I'm releasing this over to you. I am surrendering this resistance to you and coming back into a place of loving what I want to experience. It's a constant dance between Okay, bringing in what I want, releasing what I don't want. And mm. when you're in that space, then you take action because that's your job. The divine's going to give you some inspired action to take. And that's what we have to do. Not with just like, well, I think it might work. So I'll just do a little bit. No, it's like the fullness of who you are to the letter of what the in, you know, inspiration was that you got. Do it with the fullness, the commitment, and that energy will follow you and flow with you so that you have the success that you desire. Absolutely wonderful. I do agree. It's the constant dance, but it's, it is, and it's, 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 it's the doing, it's the having, and it's the knowing all coming together. And, you know, you're growing from learning and growing. And as you learn, as you grow, you can expand your energy and receive more. Isn't that, that's just beautiful. Yes. When you say it's the constant dance, yeah, but we have to know the dance steps. That's the key, isn't it? That's the key. You need to know the dance. And for that, we need to come to your book. So tell us about your book, um, Christy. Um, Where can we find it? Where can we read it? When are you releasing it? So, uh, yeah, so it's available now for pre-order and you can go to the desirefactor.com. As a matter of fact, when you go there, you, there's about $900 worth of bonuses. One is four sessions that are uh, with myself and the council where we go through each of the principles in the book and that's coming up in May. So once you buy the book from the desirefactor.com, you get that as a bonus. Plus you get three processes right away that will help you start really getting to the juicy feeling of, you know, following all the the steps and, and feeling good about your desires, joyfully expecting it. So yeah, it actually comes out on April 21st. So it'll be shipped around that time. So yeah, super excited. Thank you. So, and where else can we connect with you? How can we find you, Christy? I'm all over the place. Literally, I Google <laughs> me and you'll find me. I'm on Christy Whitman one on um, Instagram. I'm Christy Whitman International on Facebook, ChristyWhitman.com on, um, you know, my regular website. So um, yeah, as they say, Google me. <laughs> I literally, yes. Thank you so much. And so everybody who's listening to this, we will have the link to Christy's book, um, which you can go and buy. And I definitely recommend, you know, pre-ordering and getting and taking advantage of the bonuses, which sound absolutely phenomenal. So definitely go and check them out. And if you if you are listening, if you are watching this on YouTube, you, the book is probably already out because we are releasing this episode on YouTube later. So remember, again, down below we'll have the links for it, so you can go and check it out still. And I'm sure even if you are watching this at a later date, there going to be a ama- the book itself is going to be amazing. I'm sure it is, but there will be some other bonuses available too. So you're welcome to go, you know, still check it out even at that time. So thank you so much on that. Now we can, we can wrap today's episode up. Thank you so much, Christy, for being such an amazing guest. I think we would love to have you back if you know when you have. A 
availability again. We will have Anytime. to. We need to. This is such an interesting conversation. We can carry on going <laughs> for about another half an hour or so or more. But I, I'll let you go on because I know you're very busy with your um, with other interviews. But it's been a pleasure talking to you, and I we will be in touch. And I think we'll have to have you back because you're such a phenomenal guest, and I love talking to you today. Thank you so much. <laughs> Me too. Thank you so much. I'll come back anytime. Thank you so much. For those listening, thank you so much for joining me and Christy today. I will be back on another Money Talkies, um, Money Talkies episode, talking to another amazing guest, learning from them and learning how we can build our businesses by changing our mindset. Until the next time we meet, this is Go Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website, www.golkhan.com. That's G-U-L-L-K-H-A-N.com. And if you want to take part in our five-day millionaire mindset makeover challenge, where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance, then please go to www.millionairemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in our next five-day challenge. Until the next time we meet, this is Gul Khan. Take care and bye for now.